Welcome to Purposely Catholic. This program is a critical part of how we assist parents with children in living up to their call to be the primary catechists and teachers of the faith in their homes. Over the course of our time together, we'll hear from Father Len McMillan as we discuss matters of the faith central to every Catholic family. Thank you for joining us. Hello, my name is Father Len McMillan. I'm the pastor of St. Pius Parish here in Coeur d'Alene, and this is Purpose, Purposely Catholic, uh, where our goal is to educate the parents about the subjects that we're going to be teaching your kids. And so the first chapter is, what is heaven? What is the kingdom of God? And who's going to help me with this is actually Mary Stewart, who is a mother of grown children and uh, currently raising our deacon, Chris, here at the <laughs> parish. So, And I just want to have these um, guests on who are parents or teachers, uh, just because I can speak theology, but hopefully you can ask questions or um, uh, bring me down to what works with kids. Oh, okay. okay. So thank you, Mary. I will try Mary. my best. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're talking about heaven and the kingdom of God, but first talking about heaven is that actually um, the Bible doesn't give an exact description of what heaven is because heaven is beyond our, our understanding. So, you know, eye is not seen, ear is not heard. Uh, we do believe in heaven, but oddly enough, um, Christ concentrates on how to get to heaven, not describing what heaven is. And to me, like, I love, love stories of near-death experiences, which... I think give us an insight into heaven as well, but we can t talk about that at the end, um, and even what the Bible says about heaven. But first, the kingdom of God. And so in the Bible, it says we're predestined. Now, when it says predestined, just for parents, um, when we say that we're predestined, it doesn't mean we're already arrived, uh, nor does it mean, well, Mary's predestined, but I'm not. Mm -hmm. We're all predestined. And it really means more like GPS. Mm -hmm. If I put into my GPS, uh, I want to go to the Spokane airport. That's my predestination. We're all meant to go to heaven. Uh, but the GPS is pointed there, but we still have to make the journey. We have to still drive and turn the right directions. So when it says predestined, yeah, we are predestined for heaven. Um, and baptism celebrates this. Now, to get to heaven, there's really one thing that's required, and that is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit, we have to learn how to work with the Holy Spirit. And I know this sounds kind of strange. In the Bible, God is pictured as fire. The Holy Spirit is fire. So in one sense, if we're going to get to heaven, we have to learn how to live in the fire of God's love. Um, so at baptism, we receive a candle because the, the candle symbolizes us. The fire is burning inside us. So our whole life is learning how to live in the Holy Spirit. So the Bible for parents will say the one sin that's unforgivable is the sin against the Holy Spirit. You know, if I reject God, there's not much God can do. Um, so we'd say, well, the Holy Spirit is really important. Or the other way of looking at getting into heaven is the cross. Mm -hmm. The cross is a symbol of the doorway to heaven. And by cross, it means this life of dying to sin and selfishness. So to get to heaven, you do have to die. <laughs> but 
we'd say um, the dying starts here where we die to anger and greed and power and manipulation. And so my joke is why wait to die? Let's start now. Right. And I, you know, I love father, um, just the Lord's prayer. The Lord's prayer says, you know, um, the king, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that just tells me that we're supposed to start now. Yes. Now to, to go on that path, to, to follow that GPS, as you said. So what's the difference between heaven and the kingdom of God? Why would we have two different phrases in the Bible? So I'll give you the answer. Yeah, please so, do. <laughs> <laughs> parents can hopefully explain this to kids. That um, the kingdom of heaven and God are, or sorry, the kingdom of heaven and, and kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven and heaven are actually kind of similar, but two different things. Mm. Um, the kingdom of God can be described. Heaven can never really be described. Mm. So, the kingdom of God is the way of life that leads to heaven. So yes, in one sense, heaven starts right here now. Mm -hmm. um, so like there's this parable about the rich man and Lazarus. Mm -hmm. And I always think that's such a great parable because um, right. the rich man, he's in hell, but he's not in hell because he was rich. He's in hell because um, he, he, um, he can look into heaven and never gets what it's about. He can look into heaven and see a place of absolute love where mm -hmm. everybody loves each other and everybody's treated as equal. And in his lifetime, he never wanted any of that. He, so even if he can look into heaven of this place where everybody's loved, um, he only lived for himself his entire life. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't want to be part of heaven. Heaven never started mm -hmm. on the way he lived his life here on earth. Mm -hmm. And so he won't want it when he gets to heaven. Mm -hmm. Now, the amazing part about that parable is that, wow, he never broke any of the Ten Commandments. But the only person he loved was himself. So he really never had that desire in his heart so at all. heaven really never started yeah. in him. Yeah. And so he, heaven doesn't start when, once you die. Heaven starts right here now. Right. So... You can't belong to the kingdom of God and only think of yourself. So mm -hmm. Jesus tells a lot of these parables called the surprise mm -hmm. parables mm -hmm. where you think somebody is really blessed or holy and it turns out that like the Pharisees, they've only looked, cared right. for themselves. And right. so even though they're super religious, mm -hmm. the kingdom of mm -hmm. God never really started with them. Mm -hmm. um, and so the Pharisees look religious, but heaven never started with them. And the rich man and the Pharisee, they've never really lived the life of heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. So they won't want it after they die. Mm -hmm. So when we do pray, thy kingdom come as it is, uh, mm -hmm. thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That means the way heaven works, we want to start right now mm -hmm. here on earth. Mm -hmm. um, so the kingdom of God is very small, but it starts right here now. Mm -hmm. Then when we die, oh, wow will get heaven. Mm -hmm. And have you ever seen the Jewish star, the star of David? Yes. Okay. Love that symbol. Mm -hmm. The star of David is actually two arrows. One arrow right. is pointing down mm -hmm. uh, heaven to earth. And the other arrow is pointing from earth to heaven. Mm -hmm. And it just captures that phrase that you said, oh, uh, that's thy will be done. Yeah. So 
if you say, well, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is um, us now trying mm -hmm. to act like heaven. <clears throat> right. And so I was trying to think for parents, um, yeah. I would draw two circles. Have you ever seen that where two circles, but intersect, intersect in the middle? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'd say, well, yes. you have heaven you have and you have heaven earth. Right. And the kingdom of God is that place mm -hmm. really just mm -hmm. in between mm -hmm. where we're on earth, mm -hmm. but we're acting like those in heaven. Um, and I love father, you know, just that the foundation is, is in heaven. You know, the foundation is in heaven. Jesus came down to earth to show us and then so that he can lead us back, you know, or lead us to heaven. Right. And, um, yeah, it's all but about the way we I'd live say for us Catholics. We don't want to escape earth mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. as we want heaven to, to start here on earth. Right. Right. So right. the kingdom of God, uh, this sounds kind of strange. It's not just following rules mm -hmm. and regulations. Mm -hmm. um, it's about getting heaven into us. So if the kingdom of God doesn't start right here and now, mm -hmm. it's not going to start after you die. Right. Uh, so the kingdom of God, well, that's in us. And this sounds kind of strange, but a lot of people don't know this. What's the biggest theme in the Bible? What's the really biggest theme that the Bible has to teach? And that is... Your hospitality and love? Well, you'd think. Or, you'd okay. think. I thought you were going to go with love because, uh, you know, you're yes. Italian. And <laughs> you people are That's all true. love, love, love. <laughs> it's all about the love. <laughs> but actually, it's the kingdom of God. Okay. Um, well, this is That's the biggest theme. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is more important than the theme of love. Uh, I... That was poorly said, but think about this. It's the biggest theme in the Bible. Mm -hmm. In the garden, in Eden, um, uh, right from Genesis, the theme is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So when it says in Genesis that God says to rule, that we are meant to rule, it doesn't mean dominate in mm -hmm. the sense of authoritarianism. Mm -hmm. It means rule in the sense of mm -hmm. the kingdom of God, mm -hmm. that God so reigns in us mm -hmm. that we'll behave according to the rule of God. So when people um, rule, uh, it means that we live perfectly with God's will. Mm -hmm. That's what we're meant to do in the kingdom of God. Oh, sorry, that's what we're meant to do in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. That's an opening image of the kingdom of God that, wow, on earth, mm -hmm. but living just as heaven. Mm -hmm. And then the Bible, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and I love how you mentioned that, you know, it's not just about the rules and the laws. Because we have to go from our head to our heart. We have to live it, desire it. And, um, you know, and that's what I do love about the parables. Because it does help us kind of tickle our minds into just thinking about the heart of it. And, and then act in those ways, and in the, those concrete terms. And the odd part is the kingdom of God is not established by rules. Mm -hmm. You think it would be. Mm -hmm. But in the parables... There's all these twists. So the kingdom of God can't really be reduced down just to rules. Mm -hmm. Now, for kids, I think you need rules as exactly. training wheels. Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> that was big <laughs> in our not. life. <laughs> but after a while, guidelines. rules don't really work. The right. kingdom of God is a way of life, not right. rules. Right. They so that's why the parables, it. Jesus mm -hmm. chooses to mm -hmm. speak in parables. Mm -hmm. And so the overall theme of the Bible is actually the kingdom of God. Starts off in Genesis. Then there's all these stories in the Bible, um, how you think that if I had this, then we'd bring about this perfect society. The Tower of Babel is about technology. Mm -hmm. If we just had the 
greatest technology doesn't work. Or if we had a strong leader, Pharaoh, now this just leads mm -hmm. to more abuse. And even if you have rules and regular, the 10 mm -hmm. commandments and all the rules mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. increases morality, mm -hmm. but it doesn't bring about the kingdom of God. Only when Christ comes from heaven and shows and teaches us, no, this is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So all Jesus teaches is the kingdom of God. Everything else Jesus teaches is just sub parts of the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. So love, huge theme with Jesus. Yes. Love and the Eucharist are two of the major themes in the gospel of John, but we'd say they're actually sub parts of the mm -hmm. kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. um, love, like hospitality, right. it's a way of life. You know, and that's what, you know, I, when I think of the parables and looked at the parables, how often the words kingdom of God, you know, lead into it. All the parables, the parables are about the kingdom of God. Yeah, so it is so beautiful. And and I think that's so um, wonderful for us parents or grandparents to teach our kids. It's, it's, it's about going from the head to your heart and that we are, it's about their spirit spirit and um to be saints on earth so that they can be saints and, in heaven you know in one sense you choose now mm -hmm. this sounds kind of strange mm -hmm. but jesus also not only talks about the kingdom of god but he talks about satan's kingdom mm -hmm. and satan's kingdom it's not like minnesota or mm -hmm. some other place <laughs> um right now you can choose which kingdom you want to belong mm -hmm. to god's kingdom or Satan's kingdom. Mm -hmm. Satan's kingdom works by, you know, hate and jealousy and power and um, image. Mm -hmm. And like the Pharisees, they always claim to be super religious, but Jesus says they're actually part of Satan's mm -hmm. kingdom. Mm -hmm. It's just a big show. Mm -hmm. And so the kingdom of God and Satan's kingdom, if you think about it, are right here on earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when Jesus says to Pilate, um, this is not my kingdom. He doesn't mean earth. He means Pilate's way of torture, death, persecution, power, bribes. That's not his kingdom. Um, and you get to choose which way of life mm -hmm. you want to live. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, just claiming to be religious is not good enough. No, and parents can be those examples for their kids at this time. You know, and as I look at the parable, I was I. Um, looked at the parable of the sower, for instance, the one in Mark. Um, it's the one with the seed and the path, <laughs> you know, and uh, the soil and how there's all different kinds of soil. And, you know, the, so the seed is the word of God and the soil is our hearts. Yes. And as parents, we, we have a big responsibility. There's a lot of different kinds of soil. And I think that we can be those examples for our kids, you know, is that we can have the hard heart, the hard soil, and we can counteract that by having well, our kids. Well, I have to admit, that would be the hard part about being a parent because what is. works with one kid mm -hmm. would not work with another mm -hmm. kid. And mm -hmm. if you know, well, that's where my kid's heart is hard. Mm -hmm. That is where my kid has a lot of those weeds. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like one rule will not work with all the kids. Right. Nor will it work with all humanity. Right. You got to figure out, well, this part of my heart has really hard soil. This right. part of my heart has a lot of weeds. Mm -hmm. This part of my heart is very superficial. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of good soil. Right. Um, right. right. So, uh, yeah, I the kingdom of God starts mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. It and does. When you said 
parents can do a lot. They did this study that parents who um, teach religion but don't practice it, mm-hmm. their kids are uh, more likely to give it up. Right. Those who actually show their kids. Right. And so the kingdom of God is actually a verb. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a place. Mm-hmm. You think it's a noun or mm-hmm. a place. Right. The ki- heaven is a place. But the kingdom of God is a way of life. Mm-hmm. So it's a verb. Um, so if it's a verb, it's a way of life, then yeah, Jesus doesn't teach through rules. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. does Jesus teach through parables? Because mm-hmm. he's not trying to establish a mm-hmm. thing. He's mm-hmm. trying to teach us a way of life. Mm-hmm. And the thing about a parable, it's a story mm-hmm. with always a twist. Right. And all the parables are about the kingdom of God. Right. Right. So I like, I mean, there's... Like uh, the one with the weed and the wheats. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, the enemy of the master, and that'd be Satan, goes out and uh, sows weeds mm-hmm. among the wheat. Mm-hmm. But just for parents to explain to their kids, the weed that they plant is called darnel, and it looks mm-hmm. just like wheat. Mm-hmm. The only time you can tell the difference is at harvest time. Mm-hmm. But darnel is poisonous. Mm-hmm. So they say, oh, do you want us to pull it up? Yeah. Well, no, yeah. because if you pull it up, even mm-hmm. if you're 100% mm-hmm. sure that, let's say, that person's a weed, mm-hmm. even if you pull it up, mm-hmm. the roots of you're going to hurt a lot of good people. Right. And so you don't really know mm-hmm. who is wheat and who is weeds. Mm-hmm. So you just make sure you're mm-hmm. wheat. You're don't wheat. be worried about everybody else. Right. Right. And I think that's where parents can help, you know, by ha- living that e- example, um, just really teaching their children how to pray or actually them praying and letting their children see them pray and ask for help and, you know, ask for those times or when they're if you're a parent, feeling. How do you know, like, there's evil people in the world, that's mm-hmm. true, but you don't really mm-hmm. know who is and isn't. You really don't. Mm-hmm. Because look at Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. She was burned at the stake mm-hmm. by the church because mm-hmm. they considered her evil. And oddly enough, many of our saints who were persecuted mm-hmm. by the church actually end up, they're declared as mm-hmm. sinners who turn out to be saints. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. Right. So don't be, or the twist that I really like is the one about the mustard seed. Because mm-hmm. when Jesus gives that one, there's a real twist there. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. Right. What the heck does that mean? Yeah. So a mustard seed, this sounds kind of strange. In Judaism, you weren't allowed to plant mustard mm. because it was considered a weed. So, Wow. <laughs> not only is it, But it's also a weed that will take <clears throat> over. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the interesting part. It's also a weed that's used for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. He said, well, belonging to the kingdom of God is other people will consider you a weed. Other people want to get rid of you. Right. But actually, you're part of the healing of the world. And mustard plants really hold the ground. They're Mm -hmm. stubborn. Mm -hmm. So to belong to the kingdom of God, you have to be stubborn. Stubbornness in my book is a virtue. Mm -hmm. I don't go along with the crowd. I can hold my ground. You know, Father, I'm I'm so glad you you said that because I I think as um, individuals and as families, we have this wonderful tool in our faith, um, and I know you've talked about it, of doing the daily exam. Oh, that holds exam. us accountable. 
each and every day. And I know it's something, you know, Chris and I do individually, but we do it as a couple. You can do it as a family and it just holds you accountable. It helps you review your day, how I acted so with God's grace and cooperated. For parents, mm-hmm. if they want to know what the exam is, it's this mm-hmm. ancient practice by St. Ignatius mm-hmm. where you examine your day. Mm-hmm. Name three things that you're grateful for that mm-hmm. day. Name two things you could mm-hmm. have done better. I always say an act of contrition right, for each. Right. Name where was a fingerprint yeah. of God. Right. And for and for you know young children, you might have to really prompt them along. You know what happened at school today. Well, you know? actually, though, there's this family in Sun Valley mm-hmm. that I just fell in love with. Little tiny kids, and after mass, um, I said, "Oh, do you want to go for pizza?" Well, I didn't have anything to do, so they said their prayer before eating the pizza, and they said, "Now we have a strange little custom in uh, our <laughs> family, and that is, we have to name three things mm-hmm. that we're happy." Yes. that happened that day and so each kid named something and it was very cute but i was like holy cow they didn't know that but that's actually the exam it is and it is. they've done actually studies on positive psychology mm-hmm. that you actually turn out happier mm-hmm. and the twist mm-hmm. is more humble the more you can name things that happened mm-hmm. that day that you're happy for mm-hmm. and those times when we knew we fell a little short it's 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 okay for the kids to name that because then um, we're, we're going to do better tomorrow. Right. And it's funny if, how the next day. If the kingdom of God about is about a way of life, mm-hmm. then you have to be able to have your kids without shame mm-hmm. be able without to say, shame. oh, no, I messed yeah. up. I could have yeah. done better there. Mm-hmm. And here's the amazing part. The mustard seed is invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Not invisible, but so tiny, doesn't look very significant, mm-hmm. but it becomes a large bush. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, when he gives the parable, and this is the twist, the bush becomes a tree. Mm-hmm. Now, I think Jesus knew the difference between a bush and a tree. <laughs> but you have to think in the parable, what? A bush became a tree? And then he says the tree becomes so large, it houses the birds of the air. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That uh, like the mustard seed in a way is the church. Mm-hmm. We start out hated persecuted Mm -hmm. but then we come this large thing Mm -hmm. that houses the birds and the birds are Mm -hmm. the Mm non-religious in the bible Mm -hmm. so why we give shelter we become the sheltering tree to other people Mm -hmm. i like that parable because Mm -hmm. um if you say you belong to the kingdom of god Mm -hmm. are you giving shelter to other people right if it's just you and jesus that's not the kingdom of god um you offer hospitality. You become something completely new. You start out tiny and insignificant, but with stubbornness, mm-hmm. God changes you into this mighty tree. Well, and isn't it just so beautiful that, you know, Jesus is asking us to have the kingdom of God on earth, and he left us with the church to help, to give us the sacraments and oh. all the wonderful ways to feed. You know, um, help I us. am... I tell people this, I spent four years in, as a missionary priest, and I believe in a life of prayer and the sacraments. Mm-hmm. But the church has done more than anybody else in human history for caring for the poor, for health care, for education. Mm-hmm. We be, did become this mm-hmm. something different, this sheltering tree. Right. So getting into heaven is not about taking care of yourself. Right. Um, the tree offers shade for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
encourage your kids to be a little stubborn in their values. Don't right. go along. Right. And um, right. And, and name how, how you've done it that day and how you're going to do better the next day and help your kids. So let's use another parable. Mm-hmm. How about Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a treasure buried in a field. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. How is that like heaven? So I'll tell you. So at that time period, they didn't have banks, right? Mm -hmm. So people would bury their treasure in fields. Mm -hmm. So imagine you come along this field and you discover in this ordinary field, there is something precious underneath. Mm -hmm. You'll go and sell everything you have Mm -hmm. to get that land so that you can have the treasure. Mm -hmm. So to belong to the kingdom of God has this idea that, wow, it might look ordinary, but there's a real treasure. Mm-hmm. And once you discover the treasure, the treasure is free, right? Completely free. God's life, heaven is free. Right. Except you have to sell everything you think is important to get it. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. You're going to have to leave everything you thought was important. Mm-hmm. You'll have to sell it all mm-hmm. to get something better. Mm-hmm. So like when I mentioned the cross about leaving, mm-hmm. like people are mm-hmm. attached to their image right. or their... But what if you're given the greatest gift of all? You just have to, and it's free. And you have to uncover it. Sometimes your own treasures, your own gifts that you're given, you have to uncover it to serve others. And um, so, like, and that's a treasure we're given. When you when a you um, when you mention the examine mm-hmm. to buy that treasure, mm-hmm. I might have to sell off my ego, exactly. my pride, um, exactly. to get something mm-hmm. much better. And that's what it's so, I think is so helpful on naming those things. When did I, when did I not, you know, follow um, what I think Jesus would want me to do? Uh, so and with our all these parables, mm-hmm. they're not rules. Mm-hmm. That like when no. people say, addressing with all, when people say, well, the Bible's a rule book. Right. It gives right. some rules, mm-hmm. rules that are important. But what the Bible really is trying to do is teach us the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And for all these parables, you have right. to think, now, what does this mean? Right. How is this, how does this get me into heaven? Right. How does this apply um, to my life? <laughs> right. So yeah. parents, um, there's so many parables. Mm-hmm. So, so since this chapter dealt with heaven, I thought we could close with heaven. So in the Bible, heaven is pictured mainly as three things. One, a temple. Um, so that's an Old Testament temple. It's a temple. Um, and in this temple um, is a source of all life and healing. So the twist is, is the reason why the temple was built in Jerusalem is that, oh, the temple starts here on earth. To get into the temple, you start here on earth. Um, so heaven is now. Um Heaven is pictured as a garden, picks up the Garden of Eden yes, theme. Yes. Uh, that the Garden of Eden, we are meant to live in complete mm-hmm, freedom, mm-hmm. to be the way we're meant to. Mm-hmm. Well, that means we have to start becoming free right, now. Right. Uh, that's what our prayer and our sacraments and gathering together as a community. Right. It's discovering, not adding a false self. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All heaven is where we become our true selves. But it and, starts here. And I love your image of, of the garden <laughs> because we can't neglect our own garden. You know, going back to the parables, you know, we have to uh, till till the ground. <laughs> we have to constantly uh, work on that through our prayer and 
you know, graces. That's the well, sunlight. Here's this. Yeah. Then heaven mm-hmm. gives the opposite image. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the Bible gives the yep, image of heaven right. okay. as a city. Okay. Yeah. So yes, it's a garden. Yeah. But heaven is also mm-hmm. a city. Mm-hmm. And when it says city, it says of compact unity. Mm-hmm. So not a suburb. Mm-hmm. No offense. Yeah, to, right. Suburbs, everybody has their own yard exactly. and I'm separated mm-hmm. from other people mm-hmm. by a fences. Mm-hmm. It says of compact unity. And so like I was in Greece and Italy just a while ago. Right. I love a Greek village <laughs> where you have these narrow little streets and everybody's too. right close to mm-hmm. each other. And then you have this beautiful terrain. So like, I, I think, Actually, I really think we're meant to live in compact mm-hmm. unity. Mm-hmm. So when it says a city, it doesn't mean traffic right. and all that stuff. I think it means an ancient idea of like an ancient yeah. Italian village <laughs> where everybody's or Greek village right. where everybody's right. just you live in unity right. with other people. So like the rich man, he only lived for himself. Mm-hmm. So he can look into heaven, but he doesn't want mm-hmm. compact unity. He right. wants everybody to serve right. him. Right, and we're sir, we're we're made to live in community as a body of Christ. You know, it's yeah, it's the community. I can or heaven, um, the activity of heaven is uh, always a meal. Mm-hmm. If you look in the Bible, what is heaven? Heaven is this great meal. Mm-hmm. It's a Eucharistic feast to the Lamb of God. Yes, in the center of heaven mm-hmm. is either the tree of life, which everybody eats from, <laughs> or an altar. And on the altar is mm-hmm. the Lamb of God, or on the altar is the bread of life. And all the angels and saints, mm-hmm. how they have eternal life is what you eat. Right. The food. <laughs> the food it helps us grow, right? And the food is Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like mm-hmm. mass, in a sense, uh, the reason why we put altars in the center, mm-hmm. it mimics heaven. Mm-hmm. Every time we go to mass, it mimics the image mm-hmm. of the book of Revelation mm-hmm. that Ah, we're practicing for heaven right, here. Practicing for heaven. And all of life is really practicing for that great meal, mm-hmm. that wedding banquet, a lamb of God. Heaven is pictures of a wedding banquet. Mm-hmm. For all those who loved, heaven is this great feast mm-hmm. of love. Mm-hmm. The mass is just practicing for this great feast of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I love the idea that, wow, uh, the mm-hmm. kingdom of God, mm-hmm. that's what we're preparing for. Right. And have you ever heard the studies of uh, future self? Yes. Okay. I love that. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. I think it was Jerry Steinfeld who made a joke on his show oh, that. <laughs> about future self. And um, he, he was like eating something that was going to upset him. And he says, oh, it's not going to upset me. It's going to upset future me. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> He'll have to worry about it. I'm not worried about it now. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love that. Um, oh. But Oh, no, that's future self who has to worry about that. Um, That's future guy. So, but we would say, oh, future self is the most important. Mm, Right. Um, And future self is, oh, I was meant to be a citizen of heaven. Mm -hmm. So if I don't start practicing future self, where I live in communion with Mm -hmm. other people, I Mm -hmm. love, I forgive, You know, if I don't practice that, I'm not going to like heaven. I won't want to be part of heaven. Right, that's an, yeah. So the mass is practicing for our future Mm -hmm. selves where we do live in complete Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. But when the phrase kingdom of God Mm -hmm. means, oh, heaven starts now. Mm -hmm. So the kingdom of God is kind of heaven, but it's actually 
getting ready for heaven. Right. And too often we just think it's some far off, you know, far off one day, but we have to live it now. Well, that's what we can do. This sounds kind of strange, but I don't know. I'm not a parent that I, anyhow, I'm not a parent (laughs) except for my parishioners. But like, I really do love starting, um, actually I was a lifeguard. So I was in high school Mm. and I started to read that first near death experience Mm. book by Moody called life after life. Mm. And it just stunned me all these stories of heaven, but here's the odd part. It just, the studies only started in like the 1970s, but, um, it first mentioned by Plato where Plato's talking to this soldier, this, um, Armenian soldier who was thought dead. And when they let the funeral pyre on, he woke up and he said, no, there's this place of light. Um, and it's a near death experience. Or there's this Irish saint who speaks about this near-death experience he has. Actually, there's, if you really look at the saints, there's many who had these experiences, um, who had, they got a view of heaven mm-hmm. and suddenly it changed their life. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in these near-death experiences, I love reading how, wow, they have this experience of going before the light mm-hmm. and in front of the light, they felt perfect love, right. but they could also feel and see all the mistakes they made. Mm. Um, and this sounds kind of strange, but I, wouldn't I want that now? Wouldn't I want a view of heaven now? Mm-hmm. And so like this one near death experience, kind of awful, this guy was, um, worked for the mafia and has a near death experience. And after feeling such love, he said, I just couldn't return to that life. And he starts this bakery. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, so this sounds kind of strange. The Bible doesn't really describe heaven because heaven is so much completely different. Mm-hmm. What it describes is the way of life of heaven. Mm-hmm. And why not start practicing now? And if I was thinking, if I was a parent, I think these near, near-death experiences mm-hmm. might actually, depending on the age of their mm-hmm. kid, right, might make heaven more palpable. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you want to be in this mm-hmm. place where like, perfect love they say Mm -hmm. there's more colors in heaven right and right like there's just now you know thousands and thousands of stories of near death even children Mm -hmm. stanford did this study of four thousand children who had near-death experiences that were not language they didn't have full Mm -hmm. use of language so they drew pictures you know what they drew colors and rainbows yeah Instead of a bright light, yeah. they said it was they, Colorful. but when you have yeah. a couple thousand kids saying, oh, it was a talking rainbow. So a couple thousand kids, <laughs> it's got so to tell like, you something. There is an afterlife. Yeah. It's yeah. what we're destined for. Right, right. Why not start practicing start, it yeah. now? So parents, now it's your job to explain what the kingdom of God <laughs> is to your kids right. in, in the, right. whatever age group there is, right. but tell them, oh no, the right. kingdom of God is the most important that you start living it now. So and be like Jesus and, and, and be that example to your kids. Just be that example to your kids. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, God bless. And we'll see you next time at Purposely Catholic.